0: My name is Keats Ross, and on this very special episode, Gabriel Hart returns. But this time with a vengeance. He's now a published author. You're listening to Prag Magic. Just last August, when we featured Gabriel Hart on episode six of this nascent, baby-faced podcast. Well, now in the first time in Prag Magic's entire history of the show... We have our first sequel. If you remember him in episode 6, we were talking about his recent chapbooks that he was self-publishing, and his work in jail weddings, of which I wrote an extensive review on Nothing to See Here, the last novelette that he put on. I recommend returning to that episode, maybe even before you listen to this one, because what a fucking great cosmic payoff this turned out to be. So now Gabriel Hart returns to Prague Magic as a published author, but that's not even the most synchronous of events here. It turns out that his appearance on the Prag Magic Podcast, episode six, might have introduced him to his would-be publisher. And in these short, I don't know, less than six months, Gabriel Hart finally published his twin novels. The twin novels that took him ten years to get out and into the world the way he wanted them to be. So it is with the most excitement that we have Gabriel Hart back on Prag Magic to talk about that process and what the fuck it's like being a published author now. So in this episode, Slither Hither Weirdos and Witches, Gabriel Hart strikes back. Well, I think, um, if we wanted to just jump right into it, I think a great place to pick up is where we left off last time, which
1: yeah, I, I think yeah, I think that's definitely in order.
0: It's funny because it's it's a little too linear um, because you were talking yeah. <laughs> about how you were having some publishing issues with the novel that has just been published. am I correct?
1: Yeah, so when when did we talk last? Was that sub August?
0: Oh God, yeah. I don't I don't it it was a short time ago in the publishing world, I'm sure. (laughs) You know?
1: It was was a few months. We'll call it August. And yeah, it's it's almost you know, too soon for me to return to the same podcast, but I think it's it's kind of a neat story and it kind of
0: Oh, I think it's uh, perfect.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but when you were talking to me I had just I just gotten, you know, this book my novel that's that just came out this week "Virgins in reverse and the intrusions Two two novellas sort of, um, inter, intertwined, um, in, in novel form. Yeah. I, I had been working, I'd been working on this book or rather I had worked on the book for basically the whole process between from inception to, um, I guess we'll, we'll say last August when you were talking to me, it was almost 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, and I, I went through, you know, I went through this whole, I could, I could easily write another book on what it took to get this thing out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's, it, it would, it would make your head spin and it was, it had all sorts of art imitating life and just, you know, all this all these indications that the book was cursed and all the, all these just (laughs) opposing supportive and opposing forces that just, I mean, yeah, would make your head spin, but yeah. And I, so I like went through all this complete chaos just to get, I I was, it was slated to come out from a pretty major publisher and um, yeah, like I, I was almost to the finishing finish line and I ended up getting dropped about a month before it was scheduled to be released. Now, um,
0: are you allowed to talk about yeah. why at all? Or?
1: Um, we'll just say, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to go. I made, I made kind of a, a mistake, you know, that, that I had that has a lot more to do with me being a Luddite with the internet than, um, <laughs> than me being some kind of asshole. Sure. But it was a very green, green mistake i made um so yeah i i ended up getting getting dropped but um and so yeah you kind of caught me at a real dark period i don't know because i was i was really beating myself up over it pretty yeah, bad i remember it was like, just like imagine very... imagine 10 imagine 10 years and then just like right when you're at the finish line just like you know, I mean, like you trip, you trip on a rock, you know? Yeah. Basically. I
0: can't, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I can to a degree since, you know, that it, such as the artist way, but to have something pulled out right from under you right before the finish line. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, um, so yeah, I was just, I was, it, it was funny talking to you last August on your podcast. Like it would end up being very almost like a therapy session. Cause I'd really, I realized how bad I needed to talk to, someone like that my outer circle you know yeah totally about about this whole thing so it was really good timing and like i hate to um you know i've never i think it's silly to to go through life thinking like oh you never know who's in the audience you never know who's listening you know because that's that's just a silly a silly motive you know but yeah it was crazy you know the the This publisher from joshua tree up here was was actually listening to that podcast and they they reached out to me this publisher called travelling shoes i had known I had known of them but i i had never really i don't know i had never really considered approaching them, but they were listening to the podcast and they they heard the episode and they reached out to me and we had a meeting within two days and within those two days they had like the cover done already and like it was it it was slated to go from then it just moved very fast so (laughs) yeah yeah, i'd like to think if the if the if the book was truly cursed and and doomed and stuff it would have uh it wouldn't have withstood all that um that comet trail of chaos that (laughs) it was leaving behind it
0: yeah, well, I totally you know. understood why. I mean, f- from reading the book, like it deserved the publishing. It's a great, real fun and harrowing kind of look, <laughs> and I relate a lot to it. I think more so in my past, my wilderness years, as I call them, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah, but exactly. it's just uh, it's just funny to me how how quick that turnaround was because I'm, I'm not too privy with the publishing world. Like I, I assume that it takes, you know, months to, you know, edit and to design and, and to, to do all that stuff, but to have it turn around that quick for you was just such a monumental yeah, awesome.
1: You know. That doesn't. Yeah. I mean, that kind of dumb luck. I mean, it really, it's dumb luck, but it's also, I stand behind the book obviously. And I think it was intriguing for a publisher to hear me, Maybe talk about it, yeah, and kind of fresh, freshly, <laughs> freshly abandoned or whatever. But yeah, I mean that that kind of thing doesn't really happen to anybody, and it shouldn't have really happened to me. Um, but yeah, it just kind of goes to show, like you never know. You know, don't kill yourself, right? Because you never know what's gonna ha- what tomorrow will bring.
0: <laughs> no, totally. <laughs> you know I mean?
1: Yeah, that lottery
0: yeah. ticket was the winning one. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I, uh, <clears throat> I had. I had a lot of I mean it was cool I had a lot of cool thing. Well, I'm sorry, were you going to say something?
0: Oh, no, go ahead, please.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I mean I was I took it really really the whole thing really hard before traveling shoes um stepped in, you know, just cuz yeah, just it just seemed like the most cosmic joke, you know. Do
0: you find of that all time you're going to have Like it's and obviously it's probably an altogether better publisher that's not gonna, you know, be the type to scurry away. You know,
1: the relief the relief about it is that it's it's a small publisher that's just kind of just kind of getting getting going and they're they're um, they're humble and hungry and and the the head of it the John Christopher who runs it with his wife, Tanya, he's, he's a really amazing writer too. So it's, it's writer run and it's just, it's, I feel way more, I think, I think for a first book, you, you should always go with something smaller, you know, cause you're, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Like don't, don't kid yourself into thinking that you're not going to make some, some super silly mistakes <laughs> like I did. So <laughs> totally. it's, the, the fact that it's, it's, it's a lot more low pressure and, and we're kind of all growing together, you know, it makes it, That's sort of, that's sort of the way I like to work with people anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask how the Tav Falco of Panther Birds connection, how did that come about?
1: Oh, see, that was, that was such a godsend. Um, So yeah, Tav, I mean, yeah, Tav was like, you know, kind of one of my, I hate, I hate using the word hero or idols, but I really, it's one of my favorite artists of all time i mean people i think a lot of people only think he's a musician but he's a complete auteur he's a filmmaker he's he's a dancer i mean he's classically trained in tango and um he's he's a writer himself i mean he does he kind of just does it all
0: yeah the ford um, is like worth the ticket price alone sometimes
1: yeah that's kind of what i it really really sets the
0: stage for like an amazing piece of work after it like services the book so well.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I agree. And I, I appreciate hearing that too. Um, but yeah, Tav and I met cause I, I write for, I write for LA record, the kind of the, in my opinion, like the best LA music publication run by Chris, Chris Ziegler mm-hmm. and Christina Benson. But yeah, I guess it was like 2011. I, I, um, they they gave me an assignment to interview him over Skype and we the, <clears throat> a simple interview turned into God, I think a four hour conversation and it was one of one of the most fascinating conversations I've ever had with anyone in my life and it really it really blew the doors open with my perception of who Tab Falco was and um yeah, it was it was kind of a it was dare I say it was a it was a psych it was a mind altering discussion i had with him and um and we became we kind of became very fast friends i guess from that moment and then he came to panther burns came to la and and um we we ended up opening jail weddings ended up opening for him and and he was really impressed and he kind of demand through the years he kind of demanded that we whatever band i had going whether it was jail weddings or the fourth wall or whatever uh would open for him and we just yeah we're just we um Yeah, we just came came close, um, you know, mutual admirers, I guess. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And and yeah, I didn't. Yeah, and I didn't really. Some, you know, that that was the weirdest thing. When you when you um, when you're about ready to have your first book come out, and you have to, you know, call on all these favors, all of a sudden. For some reason, I didn't think of Tav until. Some sometimes you don't it takes those times to realize all the all the cool people you know yes yeah. and that was one of those things and i didn't i didn't even expect tab to say yes but he was really enthusiastic about it and he he delivered he read the book i think 30 hours behind sleep and um he delivered the forward just immediately after reading it so he was and his and his input after reading, it was gave me a lot of confidence at a, at a time where I just thought the book was totally doomed. So I think, yeah, getting that forward from Tab really gave me a lot of, uh, 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 you know, a lot of hope, I guess.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's just like perfectly uh, encapsulates it in like a page and a half, too. I think it's not even a very long forward, if I remember correctly but it's
1: like yeah.
0: it sets to this scene you know <laughs> like it's
1: and tab it's and the crazy thing was tab you know the 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 two stories they're standalone stories but they they're kind of intertwined with the same characters and and you you find one one kind of uncovers the mystery of the other and and tab tab was making connections between the two stories that i i would have never even thought of i mean he was bringing all these all this crazy you know classic mythology into it and um Mm -hmm. you know etymology the people's names what they meant and i stuff i just would have never thought about so that that was really great to to see another layer of intrigue be be uh be put on the book like that.
0: Yeah. I wanted to ask about the editing process and about how these stories are tethered. Like why, why uh twin novels and not uh, just one single narrative. And like, I think it's a great idea. I just, how did you kind of come to that? That these were well, two... It was
1: crazy. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't mean for there to be two of them. I, I wrote the intrusion first. Mm-hmm. I, um, And I started writing it back in shit, 2008, I guess. Wow. And I had already, I had always kind of, you know, I had, I would have a problem blacking out when I was growing up. And everyone would always call me Zombie Gabe when, when I would kind of turn into that sort of disembodied entity, you know? And, uh, and I started doing that. I I, ha- I had some really kind of profound experiences with it and um there was this one night where all my friends when we were when we were in our late teens just swore that something had just gotten a hold of me, you know. And and I was like show you know showing this sort of nonsensical strength and throwing people across the room and all this stuff. Um so yeah, I kinda got got in my head like there's this this there has to be something something there so I actually was doing you know beyond my my own um my own hard knock um real life experience I had I, I actually went down to the LA Public Library I was just started I started reading tons of books and there there was never I couldn't find one book either in the libraries or the even the internet that talked about the correlation between um alcoholic blackouts and spirit possession and I, I was aware that it was a complete pseudoscience but i thought it was a really neat thing to explore
0: yeah i believe that and yeah Tyler's.
1: that that list that list I, I made in the um in the beginning of intrusion there's like 22 symptoms of spirit possession and Alcoholic blackouts and they're all exactly the same. Yeah, so,
0: it's it's amazing. It's I thought
1: real... I thought it gave the the sort of Theory some some backbone but so I I wrote that and that was supposed to be You know the standalone Story and then I actually released it it came out for three days. I just self self-published it uh-huh. and um, This guy uh, do I even want to mention his name? I'll 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 withhold <laughs> his name. But um, okay. this guy kind of came into my life, and he's all like, "Hey, um, take your book, take your book off, you know, Lulu. Let me let me edit it. Um, I think I can get you a publishing deal. In fact, I'm sure I can get you a publishing deal. Wow. And we, so he's he started editing it, and His his uh, his girlfriend at the time was a big Joe Weddings fan, so that was the connection Uh there. And he and then all of a sudden, I didn't hear from him, and and um, and I'm all great, like like so Los Angeles, you know, these flakes. And it turns out this guy's mother, this guy's stepdad murdered his mother, and it just took took the whole trajectory trajectory of the (laughs) of this this guy who ended up we started kind of uh forging a really close friendship from mm-hmm. this it just took the trajectory into this insane um you know yeah other other path you should and, write um, a book so about the,
0: book, the genesis of this <laughs> yeah it's
1: it's crazy man it's crazy what this what this book has gone through so i'm kind of digressing a little bit um, but he was, he was the liaison for, for that original publisher and, um, oh, okay. and yeah, it was, it was just a crazy, he was kind of like, um, he was kind, I would compare him. He was a really brilliant writer. I, I would call him a genius, but, but, um, diabolical in in another way, like uh-huh. I would compare him. Well, what's the, uh, what's the guy's name? The lawyer guy from fear and loathing. Uh, what's 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 uh, that guy's name? Like the other his yeah, yeah the kind Benicio of, del Toro in the movie and the uh, yeah yeah he's yeah. kind of kind of like that kind of guy to me.
0: It'll come um, to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So anyway, the intrusion was was basically got completely muddled in in this whole weird murder <laughs> legal thing. While my editor was just trying to get get out of his whole grieving process. And I was just trying to be a good friend and, and just let, let it go. And so while that was going on with the intrusion, I started writing virgins in reverse just to keep, just to stay busy, you know? Yeah. And, um, it was really interesting because virgins in reverse started. I was really just writing, um, and a very dear ex-girlfriend of mine. I was writing her not a love letter, but just like, I was trying to just write her a sweet, um, sort of nostalgic um, remember this kind of, kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. just a, a, yeah, I guess it was a, a love letter, but not to, not in any kind of way to like win her back or anything. And I kept writing and I'm and writing and writing. And I'm just all, Oh God. Okay. This is, this is, um, I guess this is how I really feel, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I, and, and it's, I guess the best way I can describe the way I write is, you know, a lot of it is based on, on, um, you know, a lot of it could be considered memoirish, but I think the whole speculative fiction part comes in when I kind of feel that, you know, imagine how, imagine like the complexity of emotion, right? And then yeah. imagine the, the non complexity of the English language yeah you know it's it's sort of the English language can be very reductive yeah totally. and as opposed to other as opposed to other romantic languages you know yeah so I find this need to kind of spin the book when that when it starts getting hard to like convey emotions that's based on like real life, I have to spin it into a complete absurd um into a complete complete, absurd, kind of symbolic, heavily like, allegorical kind of folklore. Tale
0: yeah, I totally get that.
1: Yeah, like, you know, like, sort of, you know how when you have a conversation with someone and you kind of run out of words, and you're like, well, see, it's kind of like when you do this and this, you know.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: It's that sort of, that in a way, that's kind of the way I write, but I try to make it, you know, in a somewhat linear narrative.
0: Well, that's that's amazing, because um, you had just, uh, you had mentioned that this was kind of, uh, biographical in the sense that it started As nostalgic writing for This ex you had and there is A passage yeah. in here And it's in uh, virgins in Reverse that like Kind of stung me at the same Time it really Encapsulated kind of that time In my life being Forlorn alcohol Drenched you know aimless Yeah uh, and mixed up In city life with you know fellow aimless alcohol, you know, drunks and women. And uh, right. there's, it starts off with...
1: I yeah, picked it's funny up, how relatable that, 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 that is, I'm finding that is with, with people, people? Yeah. men and women, you
0: know. It's this passage right here, it goes, I picked up right where I left off before that holy woman had entered my life, making no distinction between my apartment and the street, between moments of pissing intoxication and ones of revelatory clarity morphing the meanings of safe and sorry into a single naked display of blind adventure that turned every distant monster into a close comrade whose names I would never remember. I love that. That's like, (laughs) that is, it just, it it perfectly surmised, like it, it gives that whim and wonder and romance to those otherwise like pretty torrid and dark times. I think that, you know, we look back on yeah. as very much as separate from our, you know, trajectory now because it, it it it's so antithetical to like the prosperity and the health that, you know, we kind of seek now in a way. And right. There's something just so elemental and American about, you know, that that aimlessness, that like barroom philosopher in a way where you're you're like in a sea of people just kind of working to drink and drinking to fuck and fucking to work, you know? And it's like, it's never yeah, ending the sort of
1: The whole lo- loneliness in a crowd trope or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's totally, that never, to me, that never gets old because that's, that really is the human condition, you know? Yeah, I would we're say. We're all, we're all, we're all completely alone, <laughs> whether, whether we're surrounded by people or not, you know? So
0: how was it like um, mining that? feeling being in the place where you are now like in that in the in the station you are in life right now but having to kind of comb and mine those feelings and those you know uh moments like did well, you have to ground yourself afterwards what did it what did it feel like a relief was it you know
1: disturbing it was sort of it, i didn't <laughs> it, it it again it was sort of art imitating life in a, in the sense that i you know, as someone that used to, that used to have a problem blacking out, right. Drunk a lot. I, you know, it, there came to a point where I'm just like, fuck, I don't remember half, like, I don't remember large portions of my life, (laughs) you know, like, and, and so it was almost, uh, an exercise to try to just, just make the memory, like, um, prove prove that i still had a that proved that I still had a memory of of my life yeah. so it was it it was that was really the only the only exercise really i didn't i didn't quite know what i was what i was writing until until it was done
0: you know yeah.
1: i mean i had i hadn't i knew what i wanted it to be, but i didn't you know you you mentioned romance and stuff and i think I kind of thought about this the other day when I was writing what I'm currently working on. I think a lot of what I write is, is romantic in, in the sense that like, I mean, what is romance? Romance is basically making something bigger than what it actually is. Exactly. Yeah. So when you, when you, when you look back on something, it's, it's going to have, it's going to have a rom rom, a romance to it and it's not as um and romance is is almost the antithesis to accuracy (laughs) Right. you know what i mean so it's 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 hard to be i find it hard to be romantic in the moment and i find it hard to be romantic in real time so i think the fact that you said a lot of this is coming across as romantic is because that's just the way, I just think that's the way people rem- uh, remember things. You sure,
0: know? yeah, and maybe it's the way I choose to remember a similar time in my life because yeah. of where I am now having not, I wouldn't say like, pers- well, I guess, yeah, may- maybe it persevered that kind of time. And so, you know, I can't help but think of it as something on the way to whatever it is I'm doing now but there is a way right. that it you write that's like very visceral as far as those kind of like i don't know absurd but insane emotions in the moment of things uh with and right. you know especially within the relationship you know within the, the the movie theater employees it's like the small moments in this story between interpersonally between people that like hits or resonates i think uh more for me. Yeah,
1: and I was again, I wasn't I wasn't trying to even be poetic about those moments. I was just trying to I was just trying to remember as many minute details as as possible. And I do maintain that these books are are fiction. Yeah, of course. But I was I was trying to I was just trying to remember, you know, large large uh memories and just minute details and sometimes you have to pull some some uh you know ten dollar words out of out of nowhere just to just to describe them accurately and you know whether it comes out poetic or not that's right that's i guess the up up to the reader but yeah um, i
0: would i didn't uh, i wouldn't say it. it doesn't come across as like trying at all i just uh you know as someone that like is you know reading through it and picking up those are the things that resonate or those, you know, those small moments that resonate with me personally. But it definitely doesn't sound like you're. It's almost like um, uh, a disregard to embellish at points too, which I find like really, uh, like really relieving. In certain areas where there are certain times where it probably would, you know, warrant some sort of poetic resolve or something and there's almost a big middle finger to that when that happens every now and again
1: i can yeah i i think i could i kind of see what you're saying like the the reception from the book's been really interesting it's been really i can luckily say it's kind of exceeded my expectations but with the the funny thing (laughs) the funny thing that keeps and this this seems to always happen to me where i'll be you know, real serious, writing Working on something and just like, you know, real, real, just, you know, getting to this really dark place where I'm just exercising demons and all this stuff. And, <laughs> and I don't want, and then, and then I'll read it, you know, I'll read it to someone. I'll, and I'll hear myself say it. And it's the, and whoever I'm reading it to will be laughing. Yeah. Like, and I won't real, I won't realize what I'm writing is actually has, has a lot of comic relief to it until I either read it to someone or, or I hear someone else read it to me. And yeah. I think, and I think that, I think, I think that's fascinating. Like before I, I moved away from LA, I was, I was going to comedy shows all the time. And I, I was just really fascinated with comedians and just the dark, the, their sort of, um, are they sort of inherent darkness and stuff. And I think, I think when, not that I'm any kind of comedian or even influenced by that, but yeah, there's, there's a dark, there's dark comedy or black comedy or however you're going to communicate it. Uh I think, I think when you're so matter of a fact, matter of fact about, about a point you're making, it ends up being, being funny and, and anti anti black, poetry in a way like you're saying yeah yeah like i th- i think the comedy comes from just like you blurting something out very matter of fact and um i guess sort of the It's like comedy. it's almost like the. Co- yeah it's like i guess that's where the comedy comes in because it's almost the audacity to tell it how it is exactly. <laughs> rather than rather than rather than use flowery language to it you know
0: yeah absolutely um would you think do you consider this in like cinema life, your novelettes and whatnot? Is this a big universe? Do they all exist uh, or can they? Um,
1: they can. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I mentioned, I think I mentioned something about that last time we were talking and I, and it was a, it was a new discovery right. to me. Um, yeah. It would, it's completely unintended, but I think that subconscious works in really funny ways like that. Um, yeah. I actually, another kind of interesting thing happened this week. I'm John Paul, my editor, the guy, you know, my friend that edited *Virgins in Reverse* and *The Intrusion*, and he also runs *Space Cowboy*, that released my my chat books. He he assigned me to write a sci-fi story for his for his podcast. Oh, and, that's um, right. And I didn't, so I started jamming on this on this ridiculous sci-fi story and I didn't realize I, I kind of put a sort of scientific theory in in this story and I didn't realize until I was halfway done that a lot of that theory comes from the last line of Virgins in Reverse where, where um, it says oh shut! hold on give me a second Let's Um, the the star the the stars in the the Milky Way in the sky the uh,
0: uh, um, Milky Way smeared across the heavens like discarded jizz dodging the bullet penetrating sting of impregnation of a new life unwanted unwarranted yeah
1: yeah so I didn't realize until I was halfway done with this other story that my that this uh, this (laughs) other pseudo scientific theory that I'm writing about in the sci fi story is basically that last line is basically the crux of what what I'm working on now. Oh, so yeah, it's none of it's none of it's intended, but yeah, I think the the sub the subconscious is the boss and you can't really uh Yeah. You 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 have you have no control over the universe that it's going to create.
0: Yeah, I guess and too, uh, yeah, I was really wondering if it was intentional, but to hear it's not is uh I think motivating for me personally because I can't help but find all those tethers and get really like obsessed about how they're all connecting but at the same time I need to like not fucking focus on that or or yeah, try to yeah like, it's work. not yeah
1: yeah it's kind of not your not your job to do that your yeah. your job is just to just to make it happen <laughs> you know
0: yeah, yeah you
1: don't you don't want to you want to you want to you wanna let the mind work like, like a dream like that. And, and you don't, you don't want to, I know it's, it's tough for us to, you know, to want to make sense out of everything, but you also kind of want to, want to keep, um, the more, the more rigid, I think you make your subconscious into making sense out of everything, The the less it's going to give you those little, um, those little Easter eggs or whatever you, you'd call them, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Is uh, what, uh, what's the promotional tour going to look like? For this because it, it gets it's properly released but you're going to have the book released tomorrow or sorry wednesday
1: um wednesday yeah wednesday at um at stories books in echo park and um yeah john paul's going to be coming down i sorry and that's the wednesday that. the... he just released wednesday the 16th 16th gotcha. um yeah john paul just released a book of uh science fiction poetry which is which is a uh, really great and like it's a it's a whole world of of that i think a lot of people don't don't even know exists. so that's awesome hopefully we will spread some awareness about that and then tony Duchesne, who wrote um confessions of a teenage jesus jerk which they made into a movie he's going to be reading and then our friend yeah. adam mars um, we'll be reading as well. So yeah, that should be good. And then I think we're going to, we're going to have the reading up here in the desert at John Paul's shop on the 26th. And that'll be, that'll be with my favorite poet of all time. My friend, John Tottenham. I don't know if you're familiar, but you, you know. definitely need to need to check him out. He I'm just released that, a then. new book.
0: How do you write this? He last just released name? a new
1: book called what's that? How do you uh, spell oh, Tot- his last name? Tottenham. It's T O. T T E N H A M. Cool. Tottenham. Yeah, he just released a new book uh called The Hate Poems.
0: And are you like planning at all to do like an audio book of this? I wanted to ask you. Because your readings are really, really I love I love hearing your readings. And I think a lot of this too uh is so meant to be read aloud. There's a good rhythm to it and like there's...
1: Yeah, I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about audiobooks to be honest. I oh, mean, yeah. I think I think doing I think doing stuff like you know, John Paul that has this has this sci-fi podcast where people write write stories and narrates narrates them and That's so cool. there's music and stuff, but I I don't know how I would feel about there being like an audiobook of this. I've had some requests for it, but it just seems like I don't know. I I would hate to put my my own voice in the reader's oh, head, sure. I think.
0: Yeah.
1: I just think I think that could be really distracting to to people and and their own imaginations when when they when they read something kind of that that can be kind of open-ended and open to interpretation like like this, you know. And yeah. I I think I think that I'm being really adamant that that these stories are fiction. And so I don't want to be the one reading them necessarily to to the reader as if they happened to me i
0: totally get that yeah Um, yeah and it's also like if you intended them to be read you would have written them to be uh audiobook or something you know like have the yeah and intention to do it i just uh yeah i just enjoy reading parts aloud to my girlfriend and and uh i can't wait to see oh yeah but see go ahead
1: but see, yeah, no, I mean that's that's what books are for—they're to be they're to be read out loud. But I think, um, you know, if I was going to make an audio book, it 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 uh, the I think the object is to get people to read, and and uh, I think making right. an audio book would kind of take take that away too, you know.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: But you know, that's uh, I guess there's something to be said for books on tape for long drives and stuff.
0: Yeah, I guess, you know, I, I, I haven't really investigated too much, but I think I would have the intention or that already decided if I was to release something, you know, so I, I get yeah. why you're you're hesitant. That makes perfect sense. Um, Are you going to be doing tour a tour at all like a book tour reading?
1: Yeah, I, it's probably going to be pretty, pretty sporadic. It'll probably be the, um, you know, weekend trips here and there like to the bay area and to maybe arizona and stuff like that but um i think i'm really gonna sort of go all out once once um we release the jail weddings record later this year and yeah and we, we tour i think I'm, i'll be i'll be doing probably bookstore stops along along the way and that's you know probably just kill kill two birds with one stone hell like yeah that.
0: that'd be amazing uh, so yeah. tell me about the Jail Weddings record. How's that gearing up? That's exciting. Good.
1: It's... We're fine. We're finally putting it out this year. We're we're self releasing it on True Vow. We've done it before, so why not do it again? Yeah. Um, yeah. It it feels kind of kind of good to kind of be in control of everything, and you know, it's la- labels basically don't, aren't aren't going to take it. It, it's you know it's my favorite record, and everyone's everyone in the band's favorite record we've done but you know labels labels aren't really going to take a chance on a band that's been around for 10 years and um haven't haven't you know even made with all big the and, acclaim you know,
0: and accolades and i mean i don't i don't, and also i don't really well, see it's, the it's, purpose of labels so much anymore anyway
1: yeah the yeah. industry the industry just does barely barely exists anymore so it's you know it's why, why not just do it yeah exactly it's it's an it's a it's a it's an outdated um it's an outdated paradigm, you yeah, know? so yeah we're all we're all just trying to figure 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 out what to do from here, but yeah it's i it it has to come out this year, it's, Yeah. <laughs> just, it has to so i've I'm already looking into pressing plants and all well, that,
0: so I wanted to ask you about <laughs> and uh, we're gonna yeah sirens, sirens in the night, oh yeah, yeah, and just how that yeah, so that's... are you like sirens in the night is kind of are you acting as a Phil Spector type producer or is it, uh, you know what I mean? Or are, is well, it just another side project or?
1: Well, they're my, I'm writing the songs. Right. And, um, like, yeah, writing the lyrics, but yeah, it's great. The girls, the girls are basically the backup jail weddings, backup singers are basically the front, the mouthpieces for this. And, um, Such so yeah, it's Marianne. Idea. It's Marianne who's been in jail weddings for a while. And then, uh, Rachel Polakoff, who just joined and she's, she's gonna, she's gonna end up being the new, new singer of Jail Weddings as well. So, so that's, cool. um, so yeah, I, I think it's, we basically kind of started it just because the the release of the album was taking so long and, and our drummer, Dave Clifford, he, um, he went to, he actually had a baby Um, with his girlfriend in Germany so he's been bouncing back and forth and so yeah we just wanted to take time for that to happen and just um, sort of start start sirens of the night is just a a way to just stay stay active and I've always wanted to do a band like this where it's the girls singing and I'm I'm just kind of writing writing the music and i I I bought a synthesizer, an MS20, and I'm I'm just just to do something totally different. So I'm writing all the songs on on there, and I'm just kind of trying to be, you know, my own version of Ron Ron Mail from yeah. Sparks in the in the back, and you know, making <laughs> making funny faces and stuff. And, no no Hitler um, stash. but no. yeah, no no no, <laughs> but yeah, I'm having we're we're having a blast with it. It feels it feels new and exciting, and um, you know. I love I love playing a new instrument. You know that I'm an amateur at because it you feel like a little kid again.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And um, yeah, it feels yeah that the the, um, the overall vibe of the band and the chemistry is just really really fun. And I can't wait to just put that put that all back into the new uh, the new gel Weddings lineup when we yeah. when we gear up again.
0: Are you guys gonna do a Signs in the Night like record? Is there things planned for?
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna record. We're going to record on February 1st. I don't, I don't know how or when that'll come out, but what will end up happening is, is um, when you go see jail weddings, it'll be, it'll be like an hour long show and we'll have sirens of the night kind of open for jail weddings. Very cool. So it'll be, it'll be a, a big, a uh, big bang for your buck.
0: That's awesome. I can't, I can't wait to check that out. Cause I was, i was seeing keeping updated on social media and just saw like little clips of it and i just thought it was such a cool idea it seemed seemed like you were in your element oh, thanks, yeah and uh so what's so what's next after the writing what is uh now that virgin's universe oh, and the intrusion oh, I mean, is finally out after 10 years and it's getting you know i think great a great response you have another one in the pipeline don't you
1: yeah. And luckily this one won't take 10 years to, to come out. I don't think I, I anything think...
0: will take 10 years ever again.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I'd like, I like the sound of that. Yeah. I've got, um, so I released that chapbook last year. Um, nothing to see here and that's, that'll be kind of part of this, this new novel I'm working on called, uh, lies of heaven and it's, it's, um, it all takes place in the desert and, um, it, it's sort of, again, it's sort of another sort of careful what you wish for yeah. tale, you know, but, um, but sort of an interesting, um, arc of climate change <laughs> and, um, huh. yeah, I had no idea I would be writing a book about climate change and it's, <laughs> it it's almost, it's almost its own character in a way, um, but yeah, um, I don't want to give too much away. Right. But but yeah, that's that's um, sort of realizing that there's you know that there's bigger. Um, you don't realize that there's bigger shifts happening until it comes right to your doorstep.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure it's hitting you, you know hard then you're the then
1: you the bigger shifts happening than your own dramas until until it um, it wipes it wipes out everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, that said, uh, Burgers in reverse and the intrusion that's available kind of anywhere now.
1: Um, it'll be, yeah, it'll be, we prefer that you buy it from us at traveling shoes, press, um i'll link that you could go yeah you could go it's um the website is com. that's that's the book's own website cool. branch of of the publisher um but yeah it'll be it'll be on amazon and barnes and Noble for all that stuff in the next couple of weeks but um that's yeah exciting. we get more money when you buy it from us yeah
0: and yeah and the jail weddings records sometime this year later
1: Sirens in the night. Yeah, summer. We're look we're looking at summertime cool. and yeah the sirens of, of the night record in some in some way, shape, or form as well.
0: Oh, I wanted to ask you real quick before we go, in the acknowledgments, you think Zach Wentz, is that Zach Wentz from Kill Me Tomorrow? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, he uh, he was a huge yeah, Zach- influence on me in high school. I used to write him all the time went and saw kill me tomorrow play uh the garbage man and the prostitute was a big book for me when i was younger
1: yeah god i never i'm i regret never getting a copy of that but yeah zach's zach's a genius man i've known i've known him since the starvation's days we did a tour together and um kind of kind of cut our teeth um that's so cool together and and um but yeah he was one of he was one of the first people that i sent the intrusion to and and um he was real, you know. He's he's all this is great, but it needs a lot of work. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. Just, he, I, I thank I thanked him for being so honest with me, and and just you know that's that's kind of how I knew we were one of the ways I knew we were no bullshit friends. You know.
0: Yeah, I had sent him. I mean, I was such a huge fan of Kill Me Tomorrow and the like cross medium kind of conceptual stuff he was doing. And I I remember sending yeah. demos and shit. You know, when I was a sophomore or something in high school and he was just oh, such that's,
1: a that's really sweet
0: yeah he was such a cool cool guy so it's it's so awesome to yeah. be in company or have that come full circle in a way too so yeah. thank you so much man for you know i don't know creating uh this shit is amazing and i'm really excited to see where it goes
1: Well, oh, i really appreciate that man
0: And there you have it, finally, a major manifestation, if I may call that, or major service and aid to a guest via this podcast, and I couldn't ask for a better result. The fact that I played any small part, let alone uh, one that helped a friend and hero of mine get published, means the world and it's kind of the most affirming thing ever Um, so that is in a nutshell kind of the the point of all of this isn't it? I think so anyways I'll keep this short uh, this was one of three, I think, interviews I've done this weekend. And it was an incredible weekend. It's super productive beginning to 2019. So please look out for interviews with Derek Hunter of Love Chaos, who's coming up next. And then after that, the one, the only Mitch motherfucking Horowitz is on the Pragmatic podcast. And that should be out sometime next week. I also recorded an introduction and some updates about this podcast, but especially about the art collective behind this podcast, We the Hallowed. It is available on the stream or on the PragMagic channel, and I believe it is called What We Woo is Spooky. And really, it's just a rundown of the projects this art collective has been a part of, where it wants to go, and the intentions tied to it. As always, you can support the show or donate to the art collective via patreon.com slash we the hallowed. There's plenty of tiers and a lot of great rewards for doing so. I'm going to leave it at that. I love you all. Haunt on.